welcome to episode 16 of the Fantasy Football Hangover podcast. This week we wrestle with Jesse Lingard's face, open some festive ale, discuss how to simultaneously become the best FPL and chess player in the world, and look ahead to the long-range efforts of the festive season. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Fancy Football Hangover, Season 2, Episode 16, Monday the 16th, Game Week 17. Into 18. Into, yeah, there's 16 of us sat around the mic. There's not, <laughs> there's me and there's a young handsome man opposite me with a beardy face. Hello Rich. Hello Rob, how are you? Long time, know, welcome back. Sorry, my beef, I'm trying to get over my beef with Will, I just can't be in the same room as him. I know. And he feels the same, he's not here today. I know, I, I'm kind of hoping the season of goodwill, people coming back together, yeah. the, the sense of giving you guys can reconcile. But um, I think we should just try and have it out over an arm wrestle or something. Yeah, maybe. And that could reconcile. We could do one of those old school arm wrestles where you have a candle either side and then you kind of push your wrist desperately close to yeah. the candle. A little festive candle. Yeah. You feeling festive? Uh, yeah, I am. I am, yeah. yeah. The weather's, the weather's drawn in. The football's thick and fast. Mm-hmm. I'm panicking about uh, finishing up work and buying presents for my nearest and dearest. So, yeah. Yeah, the usual panic. Feels like the time. How are you? Yeah, it's the most stressful time of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've missed you guys, but it has been hectic and mainly because of work getting in the way how very dare it but um, uh, it is a, a hazard with fantasy football isn't it it is yeah but um, no it all is good and game week 17 is about to wrap or at will have wrapped um, but we are recording this ahead of the Monday night game between Crystal Palace and Brighton oh which yeah which I should be attending with my dad but I won't because of work but never oh, mind is that the M23 derby yeah something like that I think that's what it's called yeah oh do you fancy your chances um, we often do alright against Brighton yeah and I don't know but we've got a lot of injuries so I don't know could be could be a lively tool draw with a bit of luck <laughs> always a tool it's going to a... chuck it down isn't it? always a tool every prediction <laughs> yeah. it feels uh, yeah keep Monday everyone night. happy Whoa. so should we look ahead to game week 17 with some 6 in 60s let's do it <laughs> So first from me, Daniel James at Man United. He keeps assisting. He is 6.1 million. He's 11.2% owned. And next up, Man United have Watford, Newcastle and Burnley. And then Lucas Moura at Spurs. Only 4.4% owned, 7 million. And eight points in uh, each of his last two games. We've got Chelsea, Brighton, Norwich and Southampton next. And then big Johnny Lundstrom. If you haven't got him, why not? 5.2 million. 48.1% owned. I'm not saying anymore. Over to you, Rich. So, first of all, is uh, Strawberry Blonde Dream, Kevin De Bruyne, after a masterclass against Arsenal. Ooh. He is 10 million, he's 39% owned, but um, he's just so hot right now. Uh, <laughs> next up, Aaron Ramsdale of Bournemouth. They've got a great run. He's a budget keeper, 4.6, 11 nice. saves in his last two games. And last but not least, Adama Traore of the Wolverhampton Ooh. Wanderers. He scored a great goal against Spurs. He's playing on the right of a front three. Uh, he's only 4.9% owned, so good differential, 5.2 million. There we go. Yes, Traore. Traore. Traore, he's a beast, isn't he? he? He just doesn't look like a conventional footballer. No, 
Especially with the new hair. Have you seen the new hair? Yeah, the kind of uh, blonde braids yeah. effect. It's, it's, David Beckham, right? it's pretty good. It's sort of uh, Bakary Sanya had a... Well, his was a centre-parted braid uh, yeah. number, wasn't it? But that kind of blonded braid. Yeah, but he is... He looks... Uh, he's he's funny scoring player. a few goals, isn't he? Yeah, and, and, and Nuno um, Santo Espirito seems to be playing him further forward. and Yeah, I just feel like he's, he's going to cause teams havoc. But he, they have got they have got City and Liverpool in the next. Yeah, team. I saw that. But then but, their fixtures get all right. Don't they? Yeah, then they got great fixtures. So and you never know. City like, and I mean, Liverpool aren't keeping loads of clean sheets. Wolves are. Um, they're just yeah, they're good. They're good to watch at the moment, aren't they? And and they're they're kind of a fun team. I was tempted by Doigo, Diego Yota. Yes, as well because he's playing well. But yeah, he scored in his last few games, hasn't he? Um, yeah, and I, I so I had a question for you actually about Big Johnny Lunds. Do oh you, yeah, do you own Johnny Lunds? Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. I didn't get him straight away, but yeah, I've had him for a while. I now. got excited. I think I saw him second or third game of the season and defender, and he was playing quite far forward. Yeah, that's when I went for for Big John. So did you know? Because I didn't know this until I tipped him right now. He is the highest scoring defender in FPL at the moment. No, I didn't know that. I could, I could have guessed it. I would have said, would have said him or Trent, probably. Right. Okay, well, he, he, this is the question. How many points is he on? Would you guess he is on? Oh, that's FPL, an excellent question. Highest scoring defender so far this season. And I should just be able to like click in and, and recite that, but uh, I have no idea whether it's so 50 what, or 200. What, what are we in? <laughs> <laughs> We're, are we? Which 16, is, 16, a bit 16, 16 yeah. game weeks, and he's probably games, yeah. averaging four, three, four a week, so he's probably on 52 points. Unlucky. 89. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, well, I'm forgetting the bonuses, aren't I? Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's an interesting list, though. It's Lundstrom, Piera at Leicester, Evans at Leicester, then Baldock at Sheffield United. Oh, yeah, he's so doing top really well scoring defenders, Sheffield United and Leicester players. Then it's Trent. Then it's Sionshu, is that how you say it? Leicester. Yeah. Then it's Robertson. Then it's Van Dijk. Who are in the seventies, sort of mid low seventies? Wow! So that that top's really dominated by three, four teams. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. To so just fill fill your teams with Liverpool, Leicester, and uh, Sheffield United defenders. Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah, you've done wild card recently, haven't you? In the last few weeks. Yeah, it hasn't really really paid off. I am. Um, yeah, I, I felt like I had the perfect team, but I've now ended up with a team that, and this is probably a bit of slightly panicky planning on mine that are. Home one week and away another. Yeah. In the majority, like eight or nine of the first eleven. I brought Perez in, which I thought was a great move, and he hasn't. I don't know if he's played since. Oh, really? Let alone yeah, scored a point. He's, much, he's he? got a zero in the last two. Yeah. So I need to get him out. It's rotation but, time, isn't it? It's yeah, hard. It's, it's hard. It's that time of year. And I do you have any sort of loose festive theories that you apply every season, as I do? Oh God, <laughs> tell me about yours. God. Man United always play well at Christmas. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but it was a few years ago. True. It was in the golden era. They always seem to be one of those teams that just grind out results over Christmas and keep clean sheets. And so yeah. I'm going, but I'm going for that at the moment because I've got Rashford, so I'm sticking with him. Yeah, I've got Rashford. I bought him in two weeks ago, and he hasn't done great in that. But I, I, I feel they've got no one else to turn to up front. Like Mason Greenwood's playing a bit, but yeah, no. Rashford's gonna. He's Fixtures are good: Watford, Newcastle, Burnley, Arsenal, Norwich. Next yeah, five you've games. Got to fancy that, taking you? you up to the eleventh of Jan. Like that's pretty, pretty good run of games, isn't it? Yeah. So we should say this is probably going to be our uh, our final episode ahead of the Christmas fixtures, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, we're just yeah trying to get dates sorted, but and me and Will to settle our beef, but yeah, we, it may happen before Christmas. So maybe a little episode, but if not, you know, 
just drink lots and pick your team after a few drinks that's my advice <laughs> that's, that's the way or set, set alarms uh, set reminders um, and also listeners if you want to write in uh, contact us on the socials or anything then with your well wishes and kind of how you hope Will and Rob can be in the same room again and, and reconcile yeah. it, it might go some way yeah we might yeah fan mail might help get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter and on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. So, Rob, your tip, um, Daniel James. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, there was a moment yeah. where he nearly scored for Manchester United at the weekend. I did see that, yeah. He, he oh. absolutely lampooned the ball straight into Jesse Lingard's yeah. hideous face, <laughs> which I, I thoroughly enjoyed. You're not a fan of his face? I, I just... Never as a player looked more like a gargoyle. But Is I that can the one? Recall. Did he do that Michael Jackson dance? When he did. Yeah. Yeah. Playing Arsenal, so that might have rubbed you up the wrong I mean, way. Yeah. He 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 scored a few times against Arsenal as well and celebrated quite vociferously. Yeah. But it, I think independently of that, it's just there's something about that physical makeup that really. <laughs> I, I think we should. That. I should probably. I really enjoyed right. it, and the way he went down, he stayed down for a while as well. Yeah, he did, didn't he? It was like yeah, he did milk it. An in-your-face moment's always good, isn't it? It's so good. It's so horrible. And actually, it brings you back. Those childhood memories of playing this time of year when it's freezing and chuck it down with rain and then you get hit in the face. And your face is hot and stinging and sore. Oh, but it gives me great comfort. I nearly lost sight in one eye as a child by getting whacked. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. My retina nearly detached. I couldn't do any sport for the year after. But it wasn't even that brutal. It was just close range from a very big person. Wow, as a small child. Well, so, I hope yeah. I hope Jesse Jesse Lingard's still got. No, his yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed him being. There's that Theo Walcott one as well, wasn't there? A few weeks back, maybe a month oh, or so was, ago. Was there just a cross? I think it was against Man City. A cross just boshed him on the side of the head and properly. Oh yeah, lamped. I know. <laughs> you, you, you shouldn't forget, laugh, but you forget how how hard a football travelling at that velocity it's is. Slightly comical. But you know, it's a season of good cheer and goodwill to all men. So you very kindly bought in a festive ale. Oh yes. On that note, shall we um, tuck into a festive beer? Yeah. So this is the weird, uh, the weird, weird beard, weird beard Bruco Black Christmas a Cranberry Christmas Stout. Lovely. How does that sound? Festive. Cranberry Christmas Stout. Meaty. A sweet. No gimmicks. No crap. And never knowingly under hopped. Yeah, and the weird, the weird beer brew. Cheers. They always do a nice label as well, which is part of it, isn't it? Merry Christmas! Yum, yum, yum! Okay, so best of worst of this week, we are looking at the best and the worst long-range goals, which was actually inspired by a um, Mexican League game a few weeks back uh, between Chivas and Veracruz, and the goalkeeper from Veracruz came up towards the end of the game for a corner, and the keeper Antonio Rodriguez um, of Chivas plucked the ball out of the air and scored by smashing oh, it from his own, own air. I'll show you and, and play you a bit of the uh, commentary because it's brilliant. 
pasa, le pegó directo a Toño, 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 Dreamland. 
but there's one uh, he scored against Blackburn in 94-95 and it's it's when he picks the ball up just inside the Blackburn half he jinks past two players spots Tim Flowers off his line uh, before sending it to the top left, left corner for about 30 yards yes just that is beautiful absolutely that. wonderful guy. I mean I could have picked four or five of his and then uh, another one was uh, which, which I didn't remember until doing this research yeah Joe Cole scored one for England um, oh, against Sweden. Sweden yeah yeah in the 2006 World Cup that was a um, peach. Yeah, the clearance from the defence, controls it on his chest and then volleys it over the keeper from about 35 yards. Just absolutely I remember brilliant that well. goal. I remember that well. My dad had him as the first scorer in the sweepstake. He was oh, very, did he? So he, he got a big very return happy, then. Very happy. Uh, did, you, did you get any Tony Yeboah goals? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, they were insane, yeah. weren't they? Did you pick the one against Liverpool? The one against Liverpool. There was one against Wimbledon as well. Yes, where he that was the half volley that rockets in off the mm-hmm. underside of the bar wasn't it 1995 it's so good when it hits the underside and of the Tony bar and Tony Yeboah top 5 goals on YouTube is worth 3 minutes of anyone's day because that is just class yeah. it? it just <laughs> drills them in doesn't it <laughs> different level and, and did you find a worst I did um, and I don't know if it's controversial but in those long range goals where people are chipping from inside their own half there's one from Yavi Alonso uh, which he oh, scored. Was it in the cup? Yeah, he scored I against. He scored that. against Newcastle, and it's like the keeper's off his line, and he's scrambling back. So it's good in that regard. But he, the keeper just slips on the way back. It, yeah. He kind of goes in. Oh, sorry, it's very popular Will. today. Uh, he goes. Yeah, Will saying, "I can't believe you're doing the podcast with Rob." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were my friend? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <sighs> sorry, Will. Um, but yeah, the thing is, so it goes into the goal at around half the height of the post. Yeah. But the keeper, like, had he not slipped, would have saved it so comfortably. Yeah. And it's a great piece of... Uh, it obviously has the vision to see it and execute it, but I just felt like it should be a worse because that poor old keeper... Yeah, mine's, mine's similar. Mine is the Ronaldinho free kick against England in 2002. Oh. Because I don't that. believe even I still remember seeing it at the, at the time and just look he side foots it. Yeah. He's, he's dinking that in just for someone to head it at the back post. But he, but he still claims it was deliberate. But I I think he's just because it was the winning goal. I I think um, we'll never know. Will we? We had to take his word for it, I guess. But I just don't think that looked like a shot. Yeah. And I a player of his standard was shooting. I think yeah the way he shaped up for it. I think you know, but um, it reminds me of that uh, the Naeem one that was scored against Arsenal for uh, Real Zaragoza in in the UEFA UEFA Cup back right. then in ninety six ninety seven. Okay, um, and I always thought he shinned it. Yeah, but he, he can never it. admit. But do you, so the interesting fact reading about that game that that Brazil England game that put England out of the two thousand two World Cup Golden Generation. You, he, Ronaldinho got an assist that game can you remember what else he did no here you go this is what else happened I completely forgot about this he got sent off yeah I, no he got sent really? off I think, he, I think he went in high with studs up at like really near the end of the game like 93rd minute when it was pretty much over wow I, no I've got like no recollection yeah. of that whatsoever yeah, well, I think it was only the second time he got sent off in his career god yeah but um it, he was an absolute Rolls Royce of a player. I used yeah. to love watching him. Yeah, he was incredible, wasn't he? Everything that's good about football, basically. And did you? Because also, when I was thinking about this, when you witness a long range goal, if you're at a game or playing as a kid, um, I, I was at a Palace Fulham game, must have been about six, seven years ago, and Fulham were in the Premier League, and 
I forget the name of one of their strikers, but he scored an incredible ball away from the goal, heading towards the corner flag, dropped over his shoulder and just volleyed it oh, into the opposite corner. It was absolutely stunning. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but I applaud I it. I have scored a few like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's controversial, <laughs> applauding the opposition's goal, but it was yeah. merited it. I mean, there's one I can remember vividly seeing uh, that would have almost merited applause were it not for the player who scored it and the opposition he <laughs> played for but uh, David Bentley scored oh. one absolute screamer against Arsenal in a 4-4 draw years ago they sort of came to him he like cushioned it on his side on I think on his side foot and then just volleyed it up and over the keeper who yes. would have been layman at the time I think yeah yeah probably layman and it it was just unbelievable was goal, yeah. but horrific yeah. for every <laughs> every possible reason. Horrible goal. I remember um, one of the uh, early games at Highbury. Uh, Robert Pires used to absolutely love a uh, kind of a, a placed long range, yeah, you know, curling into the top corner. Yeah, and recently, I think it was, I think it was Champions League against maybe Lokomotiv Moscow. Him just scoring one, and you know. You know when you see him, so I think I'd have been in the uh, the east lower stand, and um, you're just right by him, and you yeah. can see it, and you're sort of looking in the line he's sh- he's shooting. So I was just beyond the halfway line, so just behind him as he was shooting it, but on the same side, and you could just see the arc of it, and you're like, my gosh, yeah, that is amazing, it's incredible. But anyone get in touch if you've got any that you remember. I mean, there's many that spring to mind the more we talk about it, but yeah, I think I think um, you know if you've got any that you witnessed or. Even you scored or recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you've got any home videos yeah. as well, send them in. Even better. Hello, lads. Honour and a festive privilege. Scotty Carson here in great festive spirits, lads. Yeah. Got the Christmas party tonight. Got a few jokes. I'm going to be telling the gaffer, Pe- Peter Pepper. The, the gaffer, Guardiola. I've got a joke about an Englishman, an Irishman, and a Spanishman. I think he'll very much enjoy that. Honour and a privilege to tell that later. I've got the old uh, electric handshake buzzer. Be using that on the other two. Reckon they're uh, Man City's number one goalkeeper. Honour and a privilege. Not you, lads, it's me. So it should be a great night, lads. Hope you're good. Hope you're enjoying life. Festive greetings and all that. <laughs> Merry Christmas, yeah. Honour and a privilege. Oh, there he is. Ah, Scotty. He sounds a good festival, doesn't he? He he loves a prank. Yeah, the electric (coughs) hand buzzer is a classic. Yeah, it could do the job, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. He applies it enough. He's uh, he's thriving, isn't he? Mm. Now he's best friends with (laughs) Peter. Yeah, he hasn't quite nailed that name, has he? It's a tough one. It's a common thing, though. Common thread through footballers in in any interview (laughs) (laughs) referring to the manager as the gaffer. The the gaffer. Safer, isn't it? Just in case they've forgotten and it changed last week and they refer to the old one. (laughs) That's the gaffer. (laughs) The gaffer. Um, But yeah, speaking of Scotty getting in touch, has anyone else been in touch? Yes, we had some things in the post bag. We had a a piece on Twitter that was sent to us um, and it was actually a forward of someone else's. But um, there is a FPL team... Yeah. by a young man by the name of Anthony Hornsby and he's managed to pick so we talked many many weeks ago this this season and last season actually about niche teams yeah obviously there's Will's lovely wife not fiance yeah uh, Natalie had fancy football of all the footballers she admired uh, physically yeah. um, and then a friend of mine Dean once had a team called Gulliver's Army that was players exclusively under 5 foot 10 <laughs> this this Anthony has picked a team uh, exclusively of ex-Coventry players 
Has he? Which you, you would not think would be possible, <laughs> no. right? So this is the team. I'm so, intrigued. So in goal, Casper Michael. You had a loan spell there. Oh, okay. In the defence, two of your current players, uh, Patrick Van Arnholt and Scott Dan of Crystal Palace fame. Did not know that about Van Arnholt. Uh, then Jack Stevens of Southampton. Uh, Cork, Madison, Henderson, Fleck and Norwood in midfield. And up front, Callum Wilson and McGoldrick of Sheffield United. <laughs> That's a terrible team. I mean, it's not the greatest team. What I should have done is actually is, see how they're doing in terms is, of points scored. But, I mean, it's great just to be able to do it, isn't yeah. it? Like, as a Coventry, it's great. We produce these players. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, really good. That is so thorough. Uh, did, did anything come through from you? No, um, I have, I've, I've not had any correspondence. I've not been corresponded to probably oh, because I haven't do you know why? been on the radar. I had something in, oh, yeah. but it was just sent to my personal inbox. Oh, really? It's from this guy, Will Fan Nichols. Uh, yeah, he said, he said, um, Rich, this is for you because I don't really want Rob knowing about it because he might look like a good host of the fantasy football hangover. It's a bit mean. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, he said, Magnus Carlsen, the chess number one, is now number one in FPL. Yeah, I saw that Top over the weekend. Top of the FPL standings. But, yeah, when I read Magnus Carson, I immediately thought of World's Strongest Man. Who's that? <laughs> is that, is that, that Magnus, Magnus Magnusson? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> is that like the that. quiz show host? Yeah. <laughs> Magnus, Magnus Arneson? Svensson or something, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe he is. Maybe he's both. Maybe if you want to do well in something... He intimidates you, his opponents. You want your children to do well in something, just name them Magnus. <laughs> so uh, Magnus said, this quote may have been included in the uh, At Guardian story. But since a lot of people are asking about my FPL strategy, mine is the not-so-groundbreaking one of part stats and part gut feeling. Part Classic. at optimist and part optimist. Very clever. So he's done opta, hash, oh, opta, opta, opta as in opta hyphen mist, part yeah. optimist, patent pending. Yes. Excellent gag. I like Magnus. Not, not just a great chess and FPL player. Is he Bit of Swedish? Scandinavian. Uh, I'm going to say 100% Swedish, but I've no idea. Right. It sounds Swedish. Magnus, yeah. It's definitely Scandi. What a man! Best chess player in the world. Best FPL, FPL player in the world. In the world, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that is a I wonder what he looks like. <laughs> Let's find him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll Let's post get him on a the cover of, of this episode. For my captain this week. Yeah. Yeah. Did I choose? Yeah. For my captain this week. TCTs um, toddler captain tips we were locked at 11-8 to the toddlers uh, when Will's nephew Henry enthusiastically yeah. chose <laughs> Deli Alley he's very Deli excited. Alley he's very excited <laughs> he's walked in the room Deli Alley uh, ahead of Jamie Vardy um, unfortunately <laughs> Deli Alley only got two points and oh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Vardy got an assist he got himself to five points so the adults have pulled one back Ooh, 11-9 11-9 I, yeah. I felt like the kids got further ahead of that than that but still they weren't ahead for long last season were they and they still won it So yeah I, I, I still 11, fancy them. if I was a betting man yeah I put money on them have, have, you got, the have you got one this week yes I went all the way to Whitstable to get one oh nice yes from young Elliot who is uh, five years of age and is son of my good friend known as the textbook 
aka Ben Hawksworth <laughs> long story <laughs> went temping bowling and he had a textbook technique and it was his name for that evening's temping bowling and it still sticks t- <laughs> 20 years, years later 20, 20 years, years he's still the textbook um, one week we'll have to do a bow wow on nicknames yeah That'll probably the evolution as well yeah <laughs> I love the evolution of a, te- of, a, of a nickname yeah because he you know became the text message and you know <laughs> um, texty and yeah so uh, yeah young Elliot had to choose his father's captain and let's it kind of comes in two parts so um, uh, yeah let me play you the first part right now hello what's your name Elliot and how old are you five no six do you like out of these two tell us which one you like more Harry Kane or Marcus Rashford Harry Kane I do there you go another enthusiastic answer for a Tottenham Hotspurs player yeah now um, he's six sorry I said he was five but we both made the same mistake Um, (laughs) when I received this over the weekend I asked textbook for the if there was any reasoning behind Kane and uh, he got an answer in audio form so here it is from Elliot Elliot yeah why did you choose Harry Keane because he's got the name Harry and he's got the name Kane because they're like candy canes Hey. Oh, there you go, like candy cane. Festive answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 a great logic, isn't it? Yeah, they're hanging from the tree, Dad, and I'm desperate to yeah. have them. <laughs> Dad calls him Keen as well, so get a can <laughs> Harry Keen. So we'll see how he gets on. Um, if we have, a, we may have a recap before Christmas, but if not, we will have one in the new year. I mean, if he doesn't come, it's it's eleven ten. That's pretty close. Yeah, and it's still. Uh, I keep getting mine wrong. I, I I need to ask the kids every week. I keep. My vice captain keeps outscoring my captain, but we'll get into that oh, more that's later. Painful, that isn't it? As we as we look ahead, um, but yeah, come on, the kids, you can do this. Come on. You're feeling relaxed. Your wife, not fiance, is asleep. What will you do at this time? I love that. It makes me feel so zen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good moment in in Will's life mainly. Um, yeah. What did he do? Curse him. What did he do last week? Did he last week did, I, when I, you had Ben Ben Lowe? Yeah, he he, did, he didn't go into it massively, but he he I believe watched five hours of wrestling. Did he? Yeah. So he's he signed up, and actually I've recently signed up as well to the WWE universe, where you basically have access to five pre- hours, pretty much. All the historical content wrestling has ever produced, <laughs> all the pay-per-views, a series of original documentaries. So I don't know what he watched. He said he was going from the start, which I think might be nine, no, probably eighty-eight, yeah, and working through all the big main events like WrestleMania. Time so he probably watched uh, Hulk Hogan fighting Andre the Giant, yeah, or the Macho Man Randy oh, Savage, classic, wonderful um, stuff. So Will dropped us a line about what he did this weekend with his dream time. So I haven't heard this yet, have you? No, I haven't. No, let's see what he got up to. Hi guys, uh, sorry I can't join you this week for the podcast. Um, I've actually moved to America uh, to join the WWE uh, as a wrestler. 
Um, I'm deep in the training at the moment. It's going really well. Uh, I have dream time to thank because recently, as you may know, I've uh, started wrestling uh, pay-per-view watching from 1993 onwards. I'm currently deep in 1995. Uh, I've just watched 1995 Rumble. Royal Rumble uh, great win for Shawn Michaels him and British Bulldog were number one and two entry and they uh, finished as the last two and uh, you might remember that Shawn Michaels went over the top rope and British Bulldog thought he won they even played his they even played his anthem his theme music but uh, only one of Shawn's feet has hit the ground so uh, he won so that's kind of what I've been up to and it's inspired me to become a professional wrestler uh, my debut fight will be against Grant Holt so I'll let you know how that gets on uh, if you can think of a wrestler name for me in the meantime that'd be great alright love you bye wrestler wow. name well, what an wow, insp- inspirational choice Natalie is going to be kicking herself how so well he's moved to America to become a wrestler yeah, they just got married. She hasn't spent so much time in bed. They've they hung around. <laughs> she for might. Longer. She might go with him. I can see mm. her living the LA lifestyle. Probably she could be the kind of um, you know the oh, female yeah, the, in the this corner of the ring. The yeah, that occasionally trips up the opponent or yeah, or maybe she keeps like a, a roll of pound coins down her blouse or something. <laughs> throws it. Throws it Where's into the world. Knocks out. <laughs> knocks out his opponent. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm wrestling in the Victorian era. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, wrestling names. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good to think about. Yeah, let, let, do get in touch if you if you can think of any wrestling names for Will. Yeah, uh, to put it in um, context, he's six foot one, maybe six foot two, three hundred pounds, <laughs> three hundred pounds. He's about bigger pounds. than Roberto Carlos's thigh. <laughs> Yeah, the crusher, um, the decimator, something yeah, like something that. Yeah, like that. Well, I'm thinking about the W's, all the W's and the Will and the WW. Oh, yeah. Or nickel and the American, yeah, currency. Oh, there's something yeah, there, isn't there's, there? there's something in there, isn't Come there? Come on, get in touch. We'll, we'll find it, we'll find it. So we're having a look at our fantasy football hangover leagues, of which there are two, the public league, um, which we'll look at first, which is still topped by Joffa La Monaco, La Monaco. Uh, Magic Motion's fame and FPL Take the Hit podcast fame he scored 84 points oh, Magic have you noticed that big, his um, his resurgence has coincided with Mohamed Salah's resurgence yeah he had he had him as vice captain but he well and he's still got Zaha to play as well so he did very well with yeah, big yeah De Bruyne as uh, Salah Mane Big John Lundstrom Henderson and goal Jimenez, Vardy and Ings up front so he's doing well a man, yeah. a man to watch how, how are we doing at the other end of the table at the other end of the table there's not a lot of change uh, last week's guest and friend of the show Mr Ben Lowe is currently top of the relegation zone um, and below him we have uh, Pozzo boys who dragged themselves up off the bottom right. last week and remain uh, second from bottom and then Tusker Brewery FC propping up the table Peter Gathandi's team come on the Pozzo boys come on Pozzo boys come on Ben Lowe he was talking about a resurgence and finishing mid-table being his aim so you never know come on Ben you can do this how Um, about the All-Star League how are we doing there well same at the top with Cheetah Brothers uh, Jack (laughs) and Barney Whitehall still bossing it 1,053 points now they've got 70 this week Kelly Summers close behind on 1,024 
And then the only green arrows go to previous guest Piers Hewitt, who got nice. 69 points and goes up to 8th. And Woody of Bastille fame, who's got 60 points and up to 10th. Oh, that's good, because we have recently had the the drummer hegemony being broken up, so to see Piers and Woody yeah. cranking up the table as well. Yeah. I guess uh, John Beavis of Idols, he's been on tour, maybe he's let it slip a bit. Yeah, he's 58 points. Uh, and the other, I think the highest scorer, actually, was... Um, our friend from Raksu, uh, Ashley Fongo, who got 71 points. 71 points. This, but Chris Skull's still down there. Should we see if he changed his team after you? Oh, <laughs> I did have a cheeky look ahead of this. Right. And still got Glenn, Glenn Murray. Murray still captain. <laughs> Come on, Chris. We gave you Sterling all... on the bench as well. Oh, we gave you all that advice. And he's got Wilshire starting still. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did explain the logic behind it. And, and it's quite And he's got Lindelof in defence with his own goal, getting oh. minus one point. If you ever feel bad about your team, just have a look at Chris Skull's yeah, team. Come on, Chris, you can do better than that. <laughs> it will be all right. So, shall we look ahead to game week eighteen? Yeah. So this is an important week, isn't it? This is the week it's that big. Liverpool don't play. Liverpool are absent. Yeah. That, yeah, that's... they're off on the other side of the world, having a lovely time. That might have taken a few people by surprise, mightn't it? It, it could have done. Yeah. So I don't know. A lot of people are transferring their players out. I think Mane might be the most transferred out player. Let's have a look. Which um, feels a bit crazy because I think yeah, it's, it's just a game week. Just just bench him. Yeah, Mane, Mount, Ake, Pulisic, and Abraham most yeah. transferred out. So it's all about that. Chelsea's Chelsea's form is worrying. Yes. Um, weirdly, Bournemouth are incredible at Stamford Bridge. They've got an amazing record there. But three out of the top five most transferred players yeah. are Chelsea men. And they play the Hotspurs on Sunday away to Tottenham on Sunday. Yeah, that's an four. intriguing one, isn't it? Yeah. Lampard versus Mourinho. Yeah, that's, that's good. Got, it's got it? a bit of edge. I like that. Yeah. Spurs were very, very fortunate against Wolves. Yeah. Um, it could be a great game to bounce back for Chelsea. Yeah. Although I've got Pulisic, I think I, I'm calling time with him this week. Okay, I've got Mount and Timmy Tam, Abraham. Yeah, I think so, I'm going to stick with Timmy. Yeah. Or Timmy's brother, rather. Timmy's um, brother. Timmy's brother? Tammy's brother? Timmy's oh, yeah, brother. Sorry. He's, uh, Timmy's brother, Timmy's I feel like he'll come good, but Pulisic, I want to try and upgrade him to Madison. How are you feeling about your beloved Arsenal in the early kickoff against Everton? Uh unconfident as we know Duncan Ferguson has passion yes P-A-S-H-I-O-N did you notice did you notice he was uh, in the rain took his suit jacket off yeah he's a real man he's got his sweatbands he's a real man he looks quite unhinged doesn't he he looks demented did you see him in the post match interview Yes. Yeah. He looked wired. He just looks like he should have a, a pint in his hand and be ready to nut you, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Or just gurning his face <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not. I'm not very confident. They've got a kind. Of, they've got momentum. We have whatever the opposite of momentum is. So, I were. I was looking at Everton assets actually for my tips. Yeah. And I just couldn't because their for their momentum's really good. Their right. motivation's really good, but. Just who are you going to pick? Yes. Dinny is injured. Isn't it? I think I would have. Yeah, Richardson, Calvert Lewin, but who really wants him in their team? And it's half five is Man City Leicester. That'd be interesting. Big game. Yeah, that'd be good. Massive it? game, that, isn't it? Yeah. Have you got any tips from that one? Just stick I mean, Leicester? Yeah, well, no, because Man City seem to be hitting a bit of form, don't they? But um, that's going to be fascinating, actually. I mean, you wouldn't have thought that at the beginning of the season, would you? Not at all. That's going to be really interesting, particularly after Leicester, you know, being held by Norwich. 
Man, Man City losing to Man United but then turning it around yeah actually on United game. they've got a away game against Watford yeah. which Nigel Pearson is yeah. having the ostrich effect yeah they get, did you, actually did you see um, their finishing was so poor they yeah. had did you see Decore and yeah, Ishmael great chances, didn't misses they? Yeah. Like, like air shots calamitous air yeah. kicks so if they can learn how to finish on the training ground in the next week Maybe yeah. maybe they could get something. What are you United's... going to do about Liverpool players? Are you going to stick or twist? I mean, I've got Robertson and Mane, and I'm just going to put so them both. Oh, great, great minds, Rob. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, do you on know the what? Bench. I mean, it's not for now, but I'm thinking, do I swap Mane back for Salah now? Yeah. But anyway, for 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 this week, I'm just going to bench him. Yeah. I've got some decent players come in, so all fine. Yeah. I don't want to transfer him out and then have to get him back in. in yeah, I think I'm going to save the transfer because then if you save it, your drunken Boxing Day treat is oh, two transfers yeah. in the bank. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be worth something, hasn't it? I mean, I always yeah, Boxing Day. I enjoy Boxing Day, but it's that you know that bit of like oh, Christmas Day's over, but then you got that to look forward to. Well, this Boxing Day we've got Amazon Prime to look forward to. Uh, have you uh, have you watched that? I watched there uh, when they did that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So I watched. I watched two of the games and then I watched their goal show which was quite nice Okay. so they do it's basically Sky Sports News but when they talk about a goal instead of watching Paul Merson's ruddy face <laughs> you actually get to see the goal go in which oh, is good. really good that's yeah. novel I know right I think every other country in the world has this yeah. as norm so there's that but I can't remember how many fixtures there are on Prime on Boxing Day but you can watch something like three or four all, games yeah, but you could watch them concurrently because there's like a 12 oh, o'clock kickoff right through. So yeah, if you, yeah, there's if you Spurs, want... Brighton, 12.30. Man United, Newcastle, 8.30. And then an 8 o'clock Boxing Day kickoff. That's a new thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. they're normally up. That's Leicester, Liverpool as well. That's big. That's a punchy game. Yeah, that's very good. So um, get your keg of ale in. Beer of the week. Beer of the week. Lovely, lovely festive beer. So we had a uh, flat tyre. Uh, we had a dry hop lager. Yeah. And a uh, full amber piston head, weighing in at six percent. And then we had your festive ale, your Black Christmas. Do you have a favourite? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going with the Black Christmas. Yeah, I'm joining you. Yeah. It kind of yeah, really interesting. Not as heavy as it might suggest by the name. I know when I when I picked it up, I thought, "Oh God, actually, is that really what I want? A Christmas cranberry stout?" But yeah. um, it's really, it's actually really drinkable. I could have another. It? Yeah. Normally, you have a, like, a Christmas beer and you get spicy. It's like I've enjoyed that, that's but I'm ready much. to to not to drink relax. it again. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good beer. Yeah. So we're Brew Bruco. Thank you very much. That is our beer of the week, the yeah. Black Christmas. So hopefully, there may be a little cheeky episode before Christmas. Yeah, keep we're just trying to work things out at the moment um, in the run up to the big day uh, but yeah if we do not speak before then have a lovely Christmas and enjoy your break and your plentiful amount of fixtures and uh, yes we will see you on the other side or maybe we'll see you before Christmas yeah keep checking your stockings people there might be a little <laughs> present before Christmas from fancy football hangover team Merry Christmas Merry Christmas <laughs>